You are now listening to the Claim It podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your dryologist. Each week, I have a conversation with someone that I find intriguing and inspiring, talking about our journeys, the ups, the downs, the doubts, the fears, and everything that comes with it, and how we claim it. On this week's episode, I have Tenley, who you most likely know from the Bachelor franchise. She is so much more than that, so I almost hate bringing that up. But let's be real, most people probably do know of Tenley from being on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. She is super sweet. She also happens to be a health coach and went to the same school that I did and Robin did and Lori did that have all been in previous episodes. So we'll definitely link to that amazing program again. We had a great conversation and interesting to hear her story and why she signed up for The Bachelor, what that experience was like and how it's all affected her. I really loved learning more about her in all of that world. So here we go. Okay, where will I start with you? I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about how old were you and where were you in your life when you decided to apply for The Bachelor? Great question to start with. Um, because it sets me up for so much of what yeah, I'm sure we're like, going to dive in like, today. There's so much more to you mm -hmm. than The Bachelor, but that's a big thing to <laughs> put your big... out there to be on a reality TV show and also one where you're looking for love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in in the beginning of all of that, let's see, I think I was 25. Um, so I was a baby. Um, and I'm just not going to say how many years ago that was now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I lived in Huntington Beach. Um, and I was going, I had gone through a divorce. Oh. And this is something that I haven't brought up recently because it's such old news. Um, and uh, most people have forgotten it was very much a part of my season. Yeah, I totally don't. I wasn't like super bachelor person back then, but I think I actually watched part of your season. And then I really got into it when I got mm -hmm. pregnant. <laughs> I was like, it's a good oh, hobby. <laughs> I can't. I was like, totally. I can't work anymore. I can't read. Like, yes. and then I just lay here and catch up on all <laughs> this good stuff. So, um, yeah, it was. I was going through probably one of the biggest uh, shifts in my life at that point in my life. Um, and so, I well, then how young were you when you got to marry? I was 23 and I think we had just celebrated our one year anniversary when he, I started learning about what was going on behind the scenes. <laughs> so he, he did have extracurricular activities with another female. <laughs> they ended up married with a baby and, um, they're not together anymore, but, um, yeah, that's actually, it's, it, it's a sad story for all those people involved, but my life got better. Um, but very, it, but there were some very, very, very dark days, um, over the last several years, even leading up to the life that I get to live today. And I'm so grateful for all this past, but going back to answer that question was I had watched the bachelor, not, not religiously, but like watched it. In fact, during the time that I was married, I remember I had a girlfriend that would come over on Monday nights and we'd watch it together. And I actually said something weird when he, my ex, had left upset at me one evening while she and I were sitting on the couch watching it. And I was like, I'm just going to go beyond something like this. I don't know. I would never, like never in my wildest dreams or in my imagine, imagination would I have ever 
wanted to go through a divorce or even wanted to speak that into existence or imagine that that's where my life was headed or that I would end up on a reality TV show, especially the one that I was watching. Um, And so that's kind of a funny story that I don't talk about very often because this just usually not like a space that I or something that I love to relive. It's a piece of me and it's not that I can't talk about it, but it's just like my life has gotten so much better. Yeah. There's so much greatness to talk about now. But I do want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but when we totally can. <laughs> no, so, I'm not digging, but I'm like, oh, so it's like, yeah, it's a good thing because I think looking at you, it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> like sunshine. Maybe. Yeah. And like such an amazing, <laughs> you found your mm. person, you seem like so happy and that. And so like to see that, like, and also before Bachelor and being 25. So, so he was cheating on you. Yeah. And then, so did he, did you find out and like give him small tomato? How did it end? Or he just was like, oh, never mind. I'm going to go with this person now. Like, how did it end up? He said he left. There's still a lot of, and I just don't need to know now, but there's a lot of gray area of like, I, I mean, I can tell my side of the story because there was a lot of running away. Like, so what happened was, I call it an angel story. I will always have Verizon um, because, <laughs> because I it was through phone bills and I was trying to call my mom and there was this like, because I was tragically just going through some sadness. Marriage wasn't easy. I just celebrated one year with my husband now and it was the easiest, most fun year ever. Wow. So I'm like, that's what, that's what it's like to be but married to your then, best friend and to a partner that loves you and respects you and chooses you. Back then, were you guys like high school sweethearts or anything? Or no, what made you even get married that young? That you young? Just, probably just... Um, you felt like you yeah, were Yeah, just in felt love. like we, I thought, thought that that's what you did. Yeah. And felt like I was in love. I had been in... We'd uh, met, had kind of a romantic little love story and then moved to Japan. I did to work for Tokyo Disney as a dancer Oh, and lived wow. there for a while. He went into the police academy. I came you home. You were dating. You went he to He never do that. came to visit me, though. Um, and but so, you were long distance? But we were long distance. Okay. Came home, got engaged, then spent a year planning our wedding, got married, and then a year later, things kind of were really, really crumbling. So, um, and then the process. So, okay, two questions to answer. One, the process of getting on the show. But to finish what happened was I did find out through this woman calling, kept trying to interrupt my phone calls. So I was trying to call my mom on my cell phone and I kept hanging up the third time. I'm like <laughs> in tears and I'm like, I'm trying to call my mother in Oregon. I don't have time for a sales call. And she goes, uh, ma'am, this is not a sales call. I just wanted to let you know that your bill is skyrocketing. It was like over $700 cell phone bill. This before like unlimited or something like that and trying to yeah so I was like well can you tell me what number my husband and I need to probably talk about that and um I never in my wildest dreams would I have ever imagined there was something going on I just never ever so ever it wasn't thought even you searching like phone bills someone from Verizon was calling you I just thought yes I just thought that like that's why I called my angel story because why would wow. Verizon ever say hey don't pay us seven hundred dollars Right. They're like, yeah, they'd be like, you know, <laughs> keep on charging yeah, it up. We'll take your money. And then so we fixed it to unlimited. I think they were starting to offer it. This was a long time ago now. And um, but you were able because of that to see that it ended up being. Yeah, like it was, was somebody else that he was spending a lot more time talking on the phone to. And then it raised question. We went to you um, and I. We had already we had already had one week of we had started like marital counseling with the pastor that married us. And so we had 
that on the books like a couple or the night that I actually found out that I checked the bills online um, to make sure that they had made the changes. That's when I saw the other number. I don't know how to even find that stuff out anymore, but like it just was all in front of my eyes. It was like it was supposed to be revealed to me. I'm not kidding. And um, for s- somehow I kept peace until the moment that we had that mediator in front of us because we had already had that counseling session in place. And I had gotten there before him and the pastor kind of asked him some questions of, um, so what's going on? And and I crumbled as I found out this news. And and he claimed that it was um, emotional, which is very scarring as well. But they ended up having a baby pretty quickly after. So I, yeah. Anyway, so that's that story in a nutshell. Yeah, so you're very upset, sad, feeling oh, all broken, the things about broken, broken. young marriage ending. My life was all shattered. All I wanted to do was also like, that was a time in my life where even into that marriage, like I feel like I'm a completely different person today in who I am, but I can also recognize these things when they come up. But in those moments, all I wanted to do was control my environment because my whole environment had just crumbled around me. And um, I, I craved like, oh my gosh. I, I was just like so sad and so broken and barely. So that's what led me to The Bachelor. My sister ended up um, timing wise ended up being good because she was wanting to explore living down here in California. And I danced for Disney and she wanted to do that too. And so she moved on um, down from Oregon and happened to be able to move in with me because I had now space in my home. And uh, the divorce was final, but I was still wearing my wedding ring. There were still pictures up on the wall. And was that you just like not wanting to face? I just didn't know what to do. I I just felt so broken and probably in the process, in like process of grieving in the denial stage um, and just like, and because it's just, it was so hard to believe that somebody would break something and not choose you. And it just hurts so, so, so much. And um, so my sister, she was like, hey, there's this bachelor audition in Costa Mesa, lived in Huntington Beach. So she's like, she couldn't come with yeah, me. Yeah, that's like, what, five, ten yep, miles? Yep, ten minutes, yeah. So she she sent me to that basically kind of with a threat. Like if you don't get out of bed oh, so and she didn't even go with you, she couldn't she go like, with me. She had to work. Okay. So, so I don't know what about her threat actually made me go, but I guess it was helpful. So I went to this open call, ended up sitting in front of some producers and cameras crying, telling my story wow. and went home with the packet. And then I was like starting to imagine, cause they started asking me questions about these other guys and, or about, the idea of other men. And I started going, huh, my life isn't over. I can actually think maybe beyond this. And so I took off my rings, took down my pictures. So if anything, that day was huge for me because it was the first glimpse of being able to move forward and let go. And that was and oh my goodness, the pain was just keeping me from letting go and living my best life. Yeah. That was all in front of me. And then you know, along the so way. So even if you hadn't <laughs> have been picked to be on the show, just like that you were there sort of just like, okay, fine, I'll go to please my sister. Yep. And then also probably the fact that they're asking those questions that made you like talk about it more. You said you're uh-huh. crying then you're like. And I had started going to counseling, I think, after that because I knew that I needed some help yeah. sorting all that out. But then, yeah, just but, like that yeah. gave you this sort of wake up call, mm-hmm. like, wait, 
And permission too. I think that I was also just so married in my heart, like that that commitment, like I took very, very seriously. Right. Um, and you'd never probably imagine you'd be divorced no, at twenty five. No. And I was younger. I was twenty four. Oh, okay. Yeah, by the time that twenty three, twenty four. Then I think it was like, or maybe something like that, and kind of like into my twenty fifth right. year was on the show. Did you, did you feel like you were like carrying shame around Absolutely. from like being divorced Absolutely. or like I failed or? Yes. Because especially when I tell the story now, probably one reason why I don't even, and because I've been with my husband now longer than that relationship ever was. Right. And I've also, you know, just lived so much life, but I think that it doesn't all often come up too, because it's just, it will, it's such a past life, but without the story, I think there still is some shame. Because it's like, I do believe it takes two. I don't believe that, you know, he happened to get caught up with another woman just because of him. There probably was some things that if we had been really intentional about our relationship that, you know, and from my side too, that maybe it wouldn't have ended up like that. But I cannot, like I always say, like, praise God that I ended up here because this is the life I'm supposed to be living. And, totally. and this, the man that I'm married to today is the man that I am so excited to live the rest of my life with and do life with. So yeah. it all worked out really well. It totally <laughs> did. If you hadn't have been heartbroken, you yeah. wouldn't have mentioned The Bachelor. You yeah. wouldn't have gone there. Nope. You wouldn't have gone on all of this. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't know my husband exactly. either without The Bachelor. He has nothing to do with The Bachelor. Right. But because of the people I met between those years, and the pain that I also went through and through those years as well, like the breakups and yeah, like and ups sure the and growth downs and the that growth, has happened. one, I wouldn't be who I am today and be able to give him what I hope that I am giving him in a partner. And two, that the people that ended up introducing us, they had nothing to do with Bachelor either, but I wouldn't have met them without it. So it's all pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. That. It's a lot mm-hmm. of like woo, right out of the gate. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, good. Now we got some like little pieces you can play with. <laughs> okay, so then you do get when you got picked, were you like were you like yes or did you sort of been like oh n- oh wait, no, like you know, were you excited to get picked or was that For sure, I was I'm guessing but, it had to be several interviews or something Yeah. Too. So, uh yeah, it's quite a process, but I feel like mine was kind of became a little picked up a lot in the very, very end. All of a sudden it was like, whoa, this go time. And whoa, you're going to be on all of a sudden you're on the show. And uh, yeah, I was super, super excited, but I also didn't take it that seriously. I think that something other people don't know about me either is I am very extroverted, but I also think that I have a more, a little bit of an introverted inner shell that I had this anxiousness Like even just thinking back to high school, going shopping for a prom dress like was so anxiety ridden for me because like wanted to make sure I had at least one that's going to fit in, but look really special. And then, and so then shopping for going on The Bachelor was like the packing for The Bachelor was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I've done it three times now. So that, Yeah. So even like going back to the prom before Bachelor Days, is it like putting so much weight on that perfect outfit that like has to like express you? Is it sort of like that? I don't know. I don't know what. Where it's like, yeah, like you want to fit in, but also stand out, you mentioned. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Just wanting to be cool enough. I just grabbed this because the I am enough keychain is right in front of me. And I was like, 
I feel like I've always struggled with that even just, yeah. Yeah. It's not even like maybe you like wanted to stand out, but like maybe not too much. Right. Exactly. Like, I wanted so to show up in the right thing. Here. And then yeah. also just even like, I guess, second guessing your fashion sense and like what's cool and what's going to help me be liked or. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, going into The Bachelor was kind of, it was, it was very exciting, but I didn't take it that seriously in the sense of like thinking that I'd make it past the first night. And then I ended up with all seasons actually like till the very end, but um, not being chosen at the end of The Bachelor. Were you the runner up? I was the runner up. Oh my goodness. I forgot that. Jesus. That seems like (laughs) the girl, the girl that he chose. What, her name was Vienna, and we couldn't have been more oh different. Oh my god! We okay, now I'm remembering. Yeah, like yeah. I said, I was like, I remember I watched your season, but I wasn't like Susan. I remember. Wow. Yeah. 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 So it that was quite a ride, and I think every single day that I woke up and I was still there and letting my heart go and be in that place. And I will, I always say this, I would never recommend anybody to go on The Bachelor to heal a heart. I was just about to say, how did that feel? And you're going right from divorce to To infidelity. okay, let me throw myself mm -hmm. right into this. Yeah. It was healing in a really unique way. But again, would never, ever recommend anybody to go do something (laughs) like that to heal their heart. But for some reason, because I didn't have any expectations, I didn't go into it with an agenda at that time, it was so different than it is now. But right. like, it was. We feel like you're almost like so like you were broken in a way that you were just mm-hmm. like not attached. So it's not yeah. like it's not like you weren't there for love. Oh, but you were just like okay, just like this is like a start over. It was like a reset, but yeah. for sure. There, like one thing, I didn't tell any of the girls about my past. So in a way, I was kind of on a vacation from my feelings that I had been feeling so much. And but everybody I would, else is just you're all yep, like young I was in your twenties. Yeah, like, I was just having a good time with all the girls. Yeah, and then the producers and I would be talking, and then me and Jake, we would be talking about my story. But I'd be able to kind of go back into. But at home, I was having to be like. People would be saying, "How are you today, Tenley? Like, right. how's your grief? How how are you doing? Are you better yet?" It was like it was like I had had experienced great loss going through that. It yeah, divorce can be like a death, and everybody no, handles that. So it it's so almost different. Like but, yeah, you got a reset yeah. in that thing because that like, people didn't yeah. know you nope. and what you were going yeah. through, and they got to like, "This is the Tenley that I'm," but not like yeah. you're faking yourself, but just like I'm going to leave that part back. I there. could go ahead and just kind of renew myself. And then also just every single day when I woke up and going, okay, I'm still here. And my, I'm letting him have some, this guy have some of my heart and just to see what could happen from here. It helped me dream again. It helped me. Um, I had some joy. And then I also, this might sound a little whimsical to some people, but I felt like God was romancing me in a way because there were these moments that I had just very, very alone um, moments where can, you don't have your cell phone. They, they, most of the time the TV's taken away and you don't have any phones and, or media or anything. So you're like kind of on some like retreat. Yes, I was on a retreat. Sometimes I, I actually said to my husband the other day, I said, I think I need to do like a 48 hour speaking fast. And he's like, mm, you're not going to make it. But I just kind of want to turn everything off for like a couple hours or something like that. Because that, in those moments, like in St. Lucia specifically, there was a drive where I saw these, this, and it, my producer was asleep. The camera crew was asleep. I was on my own um, with the St. Lucian driver, but like we were driving through this canyon and there were these huge rainbows and they're just so beautiful. Like 
like double rainbows and so crystal clear all the way across the whole canyon. And I just was like, I had tears because I was like, this was going actually into the very final week of The Bachelor. And I just had this like piece of hope of no matter what happened in the end, I was going to be okay and what this experience was for me. So instead of, uh, and of course, when he didn't choose me, there was a little bit of like rejection, but I ended up coming home and there were more moments like that. But when I ended up coming home and I had been gone for so long and I was smiling, I had joy. Yeah. It's like, even though it's like you just had your heart broken again, nobody in a way. believed me that he didn't choose me. Oh, like, right, I was, then you guys have I to, I had to be quiet. For how and, many and months people were like, is that when you film The Bachelor, you film from like September to Thanksgiving week ish. And so I'd gotten home right before Thanksgiving and it didn't air until January 4th or the something. The beginning. Like that. The beginning. So I had to be quiet. So then, yeah, like if you're until up March. To the end. Wow. Yeah, until March. The, yeah. And that's when people are like starting to watch. Yeah. And like, wow, and, yeah. And so I would be like, and you were so happy. So everybody then thinks they thought. And, I, it was and that you. was also huge too for me was going, I can find joy and happiness through myself and mm. through healing and through something greater versus another human. Yeah. This isn't dependent on right. because someone loves me, yep. someone I chose me to be yep. worthy of love. And that was huge. But I did get lost in that again along the way in other relationships. But um, I think that the more that I've really, really learned that and believed that and stuff, um, that that my happiness, my joy, my my worth, like can't completely come from other people. They can you enrich your life. Yeah. But they can't give you that. You can't be dependent on. So my um so it was, yeah, that that's kind of the wrap of the full first season and my entrance into the bachelor world and and kind of even who yeah I've started to be today. Do you feel like what in the space that you were in, then did you have did you have a hard time dealing with Lord of like comparison to the other girls or competitive or mm. stuff like that or like because you were in this sort of like non-attachment like okay I have a new like lease on life being able to be here is like thing or like I'm or did you still get like wrapped into comparing yourself that to others and great question I'm trying to remember back I know yeah that right was away on the first night I think I've dealt with comparison my whole life I think that well, that's who just hasn't yeah <laughs> right but I feel like and that's why I'm bringing it up but I I just remember so well that growing up I'd always be like that's not fair that's not fair like other people or even my younger sister having you know something and that's not fair because like that they're getting that right and, and that. I still think I deal with mm. that so I don't know what that is inside of me but um <laughs> but my um on the first night in the limo, I was just like the first time seeing some of the other girls like, these girls are beautiful. I totally do not fit in. That was really, really, really hard for me. But then there was also something inside that was like, make the most of this. Um, have fun. There are no expectations. Um, you're probably going home tonight. So just go with it. And so therefore I went with it <laughs> and had the best time of and so my life. And would you keep telling yourself night. that again when yeah. things came and, up? And then also oh, that was producers were really, really good at being like, when you start to compare like, well, I want to see him or like, or I, I can't say that I'm in love with him yet because he's got like three other girlfriends right now. And them being like, they're really good at that. They, one thing that they say is just remember, like, you have to remember your relationship with him. 
So your they're good at that. And so are, are they also then I would make up that they're sort of wanting though the girls to talk about each other or something. They just they or self-deprecation one, but I they didn't really push that on me. And then two, I wouldn't talk about the other girls, so they stopped trying. <laughs> Got it. Um, they just like, knew you're that like that was my wasn't... favorite type of person. That yeah. <laughs> when I watch the shows, I'm like, what's well, when the girls like go and tell on the guy and then this. I'm like, that is not helping. Oh, you. it's not like, helping. Even if that it. person you ever is watched terrible. The show before? <laughs> I think I had like, watched. Come it on, enough. girls. Like, <laughs> I think I had watched it enough, knowing that you know beforehand that I didn't want to be that girl, but because I didn't want to. I that's also who I don't want to hurt other people. So if I don't have anything nice to say, I shouldn't say it at all. But they do try. But to they get, do try. I'm, yeah, I'm like, and, I'm sure. They're and making. funny story, like to go with that in the very, very first night um, for people who have never watched it or didn't even watch my season, they're going to be like, what? But um, the very, very first night, they kept putting the Vienna girl who ended up in the very end with me. And like I said, we couldn't be more opposite. And like the previews, the commercials were, what did they say? Um, naughty and nice or like devil versus angel type thing. Those were their teasers, which is hilarious. But uh, they would continue to bring her into the room. And every time she'd walk in or sit down, I already just knew that, you know, I don't want to put myself in a, in a room where somebody's, it wasn't, I, I didn't really have anything bad to say about her because I never got to know her because I chose to remove myself from the space, the environment that. I just didn't ever feel comfortable and didn't want to hang out, didn't, didn't need her company. And so I just kept finding myself elsewhere and they kept pulling me back to that room. And I'd be like, <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so um, I'm surprised I even made it past the first night. Because you felt like you kept disappearing. Because the producers were probably like, this chick can't even produce her. No, I gave them plenty of other things to produce, but there were some things they couldn't. So, <laughs> and th- But that's what, as the show went along and even – bachelor in paradise that yeah like how are you able to get like if you get entrapped into like a comparison thought or like that so like, it was to get harder. yourself back to just being able to be there right so so then i did a show in between called bachelor pad let's just skip oh, over that right. one we can skip over that one and then bachelor in paradise came you did, you did bachelor in paradise twice then right? i did bachelor pad once and bachelor in paradise once and oh then, okay so then, maybe I... then met my husband so that's got cool. it but Bachelor in Paradise was my very, very last show. And if we want to talk about comparison. Um, going into that, I felt like so far removed from the newer people because it had been oh, a couple of years since i right. have been a part of the franchise or like on TV or with, and I didn't know the newbies and they were, they all and, had each other and they were and younger I and I was older. Like <laughs> in that show that a lot of the cast members were from like the most yes, recent most seasons. Recent. Like it was like almost the entire new last season or whatever. Yeah. So you felt more out of place then, you think? So what's interesting, I probably had... Because in my mind, I'm like, you're like the veteran. You're so used to like these things. So I was the veteran. I had confidence. And what's crazy is that's probably one of the greatest moments in my life of actually having this very genuine confidence at the, after all those years, kind of searching and becoming who I was. I had finally been single for quite a long, for quite a while before going into paradise. So I had this like, I had some really good confidence, self-confidence, true self-confidence. And then I walked in and all of a sudden I'm like comparing myself. Like they're so young and I'm, I wasn't old, but like. Compared, yeah. I was two years older, but I'm old. You were two years older. (laughs) But I'm old. They made like 
I had reached. No, I'm not going to. I'm just kidding. No, I'd reached my 30s. And so there were a couple girls that were like, her eggs are old or oh whatever. And I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> oh, boy. No. So um, they, they were kind of rough on a few of us girls that had already reached their 30s. But <laughs> um, they were they were just newer. They were. And, and, and the comparison thoughts kind of did drift into my mind. But again, I treated every single show I was on, every single moment with like, make the most of this. What are you here for? There's something greater that this, I, by then I knew that there, a platform does come out of it. And I, and I was grateful to already have had the opportunities that I had had and platform that I had grown. But in that moment, like you can't deny that in that moment, it was like, who do I want to be? What do I want to get from this? What can, what, what can come out of this and just write it out. So kind of dismissed, spoke truth to myself in those moments and dismissed the comparison factor now or then. Um, now it's a whole different game, like being like a business on through Instagram and stuff like yeah. comparison is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And Instagram definitely gives mm. us a platform for that. It's funny. My I Call Bullshit series, mm-hmm. the one that coming out tomorrow for when we're recording this, so it'll be <laughs> it's already out by the time you're listening. You've already heard it. <laughs> is going to be I Call Bullshit on I don't know if it's envy or jealousy or comparison, but basically everything I'm calling bullshit is like something real, but basically like looking at different insights at it. And how I'm personally ha- able to get through it is that when I'm oh, I triggered, so when I'm triggered, when I see somebody, I'll, it happened to me today on Instagram. <laughs> but I saw somebody and like, they were like, oh my God, I get to speak at this amazing event. And I was like, ah, oh, you, and there's someone that like, okay, they have like the same amount of followers as me. We kind of have this and similar or whatever. So. But I follow her because I support her and she's amazing. And when my mind immediately goes to why does she have that and I don't, then I immediately those am able to see, oh, my God, if she can do it, so can I. Whoa. How amazing for her. That's a great perspective. How amazing for her. And that is like we do have a similar followers. The way we talk about things, but it's also like everyone is so unique. So even though we could be in the same sort of space in one thing, we're also so unique. So it could be like, oh, there's no space for me because they accepted her this one time at this one event. There's going to be another event probably in the fall in another city next year. And if that they're interested in this person, then, oh my God, there's a chance for me. And what I also see in those moments of how come she has this and I don't, is she must be doing something to put herself out there. So she's going to speak at this event with a company that I would love to speak at. I have know that. <laughs> I have an email address for someone at that company that I've been holding on to and not emailing. So I'm guessing she has made contact with this company. I have not. So it makes me also get into action. So to see there's space for me too, because there's, there's so much like, I feel like you can be like, there's so many podcasts. There's so many influencers. There's so many people talking about positivity. There's so many people talking about mental health. There's so many people talking about gluten-free food. There's so many people talking about wellness. There's so many people, but there's also so many people eager for that knowledge. And we all say things differently. And it's also like, so I feel like more is always better and that we're all so unique. And then, so again, so sort of like, oh, there's space for me. Then that means I can do it too. She has a book deal. I can have a book deal or whatever. But also then it gets me in action. What did she do to get that? Somebody has a book deal. I want a book deal. I bet that person worked their butt off to write a book proposal. So you know what I need to do? Work my butt off. 
Yeah. I am so inspired right now because these are the things I need to hear, obviously, versus because it's so easy to sit down in the comparison envy world and just be like, what does she have that I don't? Like we have this, we I, we have this the same or whatever and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, she's doing something for yeah. it. I, I can too. Um, and, and it can also show up that you're like, oh, I'm working my butt off. Right. So why hasn't it come to me yet or whatever? But it's also like, so I, you know, cause somebody could be like, well, I've worked my butt off to do this and they still chose that person over me. But it's just like, I still, again, there's still space, like remembering that there's space for all of us to keep going, to keep shining and to applaud that person. Because, like, if there's space for them to do it, if they made it happen, that means you can, too. Yeah. And it's also being okay with, because I used to be like, nope, comparison's bad. I don't judge people. I don't compare. I don't do that. You know? We're human. It's like our minds do it. They take in information. They make up meaning. You catch it and be like, well, I don't like that meaning. I'm going to throw that meaning out, that I'm not enough, that they're better than me, that why can't I do it? And this is the meaning I choose. I can do it, too. Congratulations on what you're doing. I can do that too. I, I am going to do that. So what am I going to do? Yeah. I'll send an email today. <laughs> I love that. And it's speaking, it's speaking truth to yourself, like totally just like dumbing down the lies and your head of like saying you're not enough and whatever, but, and just being able to power through. But I love that perspective. Yeah. I'm super inspired. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> I needed that. Preach. <laughs> hey, it's me, Trisha. Just giving you a brief interruption because I had to tell you about this infrared sauna blanket that I got that I love so freaking much. Ultimate self-care. It detoxes your body. It calms down your body and your nerves. It actually is a calorie burn. It burns up to 600 calories per hour, which is not the main reason I use it, but hey, that doesn't hurt to just lay there and be burning calories. Improves sleep, reduces inflammation. It helps um, my sore muscles and joints, whether that's from exercising, from sitting or standing all day, or from my fibromyalgia aches and pains. So it's like a sleeping bag that you get inside fully clothed and you just lay there for about 50 minutes is what I try to do. I will either like put on a podcast or a good show and just lay there with water next to me and just sweat it out. It feels amazing. Like I feel like I can do anything, conquer the world when I'm done. Relaxes my body and my mind so, 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 so much. Highly recommend it. The one I got is from HigherDose.com. They even have a, a program where you can do no interest to make payments, which I did. And I love it so much. I got a code. If you use code JOY50 at checkout, you get $50 off. So you can do the payment plan with no interest plus get $50 off with code JOY50. Go check it out. HigherDose.com the sauna blanket, infrared sauna blanket. It is life-changing. Now let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about you. Yeah, you was, you know, saying that The Bachelor sort of gave you a platform, but then you also started your own business. Is it wellness coaching? What yeah, do you so call I'm it? Or I'm guessing it's shifted a little bit through the yeah, years as well. Yeah, oh, totally. But I, it started out where I just had 
started sharing my gluten-free recipes because it was kind of through the divorce and right before the bachelor that I found out what had been making me sick for my whole life. And it was gluten. And so I started this new like road to healing in for my body. So what year was that? Because I went gluten-free in 2004. Okay. This was 2008 maybe. Okay. That's what I was like. I knew that you had been, yeah, gluten-free for it, yeah, but it was still new too. to me and gluten-free junk food was basically When like, back then there might have been more. When I started in 2004, there was like one brand of bread. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You went to restaurants. They didn't know what you're talking uh-uh. about when you asked for some gluten-free. So you just really had to know your shit yeah. and what was gluten-free and exactly. what was not and stuff like that. So it's changed so much than today. Oh, it's so different. So and then – But for me, it was life-changing. Is life-changing. Also- life-changing. It – it was like, wait a second. Can I try everything again? <laughs> Can I do life over now? Because now I feel like things are clicking. I feel well. So anyway, that became a journey. After The Bachelor, I started just sharing. I like I made a website. And so you were just sharing the recipes because you were I excited I just was sharing my recipes. I was excited to and then realized that I wanted to go back to school and actually have some education behind me to back what what I and to actually teach and help people. Are people starting to yes. like then be like, oh, gluten free? Ask you questions, stuff like that. So then it makes you a bit like, or okay. lead me along your journey. And then I started learning about like, oh, my gut has a lot of repair to go through because of all these years, and you know that I can even feel even better than this. And that so I went to school for nutrition, became a holistic nutrition health coach. Did you go so to IIM? I did. So I. <laughs> I loved my experience, and then. Uh, actually, have you heard of Tone It Up? Yeah. yeah so love, Katrina was in their circle um, and Katrina helped me name the business or the brand that I have today, um, which I am teetering on like a rebrand. I've been for a while now, but like when does that change the name or whatever? But she helped me name my brand, which is Sweet and Free Life. And underneath it is my blog, kind of just lifestyle and um, my health coaching. And I see clients and that. And then from there, also met a friend through Katie Brower, Emily Potter, and she became my business partner. And we created the DIY cleanse, the do-it-yourself cleanse. And then from that, we've developed a really awesome group program for women called Food Freedom. So um, there's just a lot of little trickles throughout in that wellness world and um, in business that kind of grew from this experience. I guess I guess going back even to giving credit to a little bit of The Bachelor is that without that platform and starting to share my gluten-free story and my work life had changed a little bit too. All right. So what were you – before Bachelor, you were dancing before at Disney? Bachelor, I was dancing. I was uh, – I was actually – and then – when I was on The Bachelor, I was working in admissions um, for FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Um, but then after the first Bachelor, I started working for E! E! News. Oh, you did? Yeah. I got Whoa. to do some segments with them. And I was going up every single Tuesday. And then it started being Tuesdays and Thursdays. On camera. On camera. Fun. It was really fun. Um, and... I, I guess it was just time that my boss was like, hey, you kind of need to choose one or the other. And obviously, I chose to run with that road. And, choose um, one or the other of what? 
keep your job or go pursue because I kept taking days off and I was doing a lot. I had lots of fun opportunities. And as long oh. as I was working, I felt like I was doing the right thing. I loved my job though in admissions too because it was with people every day and getting to- Oh, got it. Because you were, so you were still working at admissions yeah. and doing the E stuff. And yeah. So that job was- Sorry, like- sorry. Right before, right when I signed my bachelor papers because they are ABC- is owned by Disney, I had to be completely cut off from my affiliation to Disney. So I had to like oh. sign some papers and be done with that too. So, um, and, and then, and then so in between all of this, I know it's kind of now getting a little zigzaggy, but in between all of this, I was still doing some dance auditions. And I, I think I booked one commercial in the middle of all of this for Old Navy, which was a dream come true, being a dancer in an Old Navy commercial. But, um, and then slowly drifted my way down to San Diego and was like, you know what? I think I'm good with settling and then not settling, but putting, grounding myself here and kind of hanging up my dance shoes in a way of not needing to stand in the lines at all these auditions. It's a lot of work and, and maybe move on to something that I can really, really help others with. And, um, and that's when I started doing nutrition. Right. So like you're saying, you probably, even though you had created, like discovered this wellness and things for yourself, you might not have been inspired to pursue it to help others because you wouldn't have had the platform to oh, yeah. share it. And back then, oh, Instagram is different now than yeah. it was. That it's like it you wouldn't have like been just like starting. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have been like, oh, I can just whatever start posting healthy recipes and people will find me. Yeah. But you were like, oh, people want to know about me yeah. and stuff, and they're eager now about wellness stuff. Uh-huh. So yeah, so it sort of created for you. Yep to create that profession as well for yourself. I really, really do kind of trickle back always to um, the opportunities that Bachelor gave me, which, you know, it, it doesn't define me anymore. I mean, there's still people that might remember me from that, but, and I am so grateful and um, I have my husband's permission to still mention my stories. Like, through Instagram or share them because that's why people, a majority of people might've started following me, but I'd love for them to just continue to get to know me for so many other things. But that, that, that history really did lead me to a lot of the places that where I am today. And I'm, I'm grateful there, there was a big reunion special on TV last night for the, but by the time that there's probably going to be right. in the midst of another season, but, but it was kind of really special to relive. And I was just like, just so grateful for the franchise and kind of like, Hey, you should let me come back on there because I have some things to say. I'm so grateful. <laughs> I am, but, um, but it, yeah, it's just a small piece of me, but it really has kind of trickled everything into place. Yeah, I know. I, that's why even as I got here and I was like, I'm apologizing because I'm going to ask you about The Bachelor, but I don't, I know that you're more <laughs> than that, but that it's also can see where it's yep, a big part of your history. But I think, you know, what's interesting about that show and I for a long time too was like, oh, the ba- like, what do people, why do people watch The Bachelor? Like I acted like maybe I was too good for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I also, that was when I was like on tour all the time. Like, so I didn't have, you know, TV. I would like catch up on things when I like got home. That was before even like Netflix was like a bit, uh-huh. you know, like, but it was like I could stream some things through some like weirdfreetv.com. <laughs> so that wasn't one of them. But I remember a friend being like, this I, on Monday night. Oh, you're in town on Monday. Well, we, I watched The Bachelor on Monday. And like that's how I sort of got into it. But so when I did start watching it, um, and I think that's what happened with most reality TV shows. The reasons that it is so big and so popular is that even if it is being produced in some way and maybe not everything's being you know, of course, it's got to be edited to show oh, that's the to biggest make part. the episodes mm-hmm. or whatever, but that you still are watching real people and that connecting. So people are following you like, yes, because you're on The Bachelor, but because 
they love who you are on the show, which is you. <laughs> they were invited to invest in my life. Yeah. And that's what I'm like, you know, because I don't follow. It's like I'm guessing anybody doesn't watch a season of The Bachelor and follow every single person on the show. They follow people that they are interested Some in. Some people might. <laughs> well, then they probably would start to unfollow. But, you know, like that they start to then yeah. be like, oh, well, that person mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by or wow, that she seems like an amazing person. And that's what that's, you know, like so The Bachelor gave that to you. Yeah, totally. That platform that's also like it's. So I still want to feed that platform. That's a tricky part for me, actually, in in the world of business is like, oh, I have so many passions that I want to share with you all, like my lifestyle and this and and the healing that I went through with my gut and learning about gluten-free and then this food freedom thing and then DIY cleanse and all this stuff. But then people are like, tell us about your love story because that's what we've been cheering you on for, which is fine with me. But there's so many things that that is a hard thing in the the world of social media for me anyways, figuring right, out like, that These balance. people want me for my love story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I'm more than happy to share because it's something I want to celebrate. But at the same time, it's hard to know how much can I share? I think no matter who you are and what you start an account for or whatever, mm-hmm. it's that we're human and that we're evolving and nothing is going to be able to stay true unless we're actually like doing what we want to do and sharing what we exactly. want to share. So it might be, okay, I know people are in just love. So I'll mention that here and there, but it's not that you create your entire everything around this is what people want from me, or this is what I think people make up, or this is what five people had yeah. told me what they wanted from me. <laughs> so I make up everybody wants from me. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it can only stay truly alive and enjoyable if it's your mo- your majority of is you doing just me what you want to do. <laughs> and I feel like that's even if like you get influencer deals or something like to promote it, that, you know, somebody can be like, oh, She's making money by promoting this. But if it's something, if you're sharing in a way that fits you. Oh, my you, goodness. I have something to say about that, oh, too. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Well, just when people like nag on like. Getting paid. I hate that this is sponsored. Or is this sponsored? I can't tell. And it's like, hey, one, I've learned a lot through that in, in being saying no, unless it's actually something that I use yeah. or could believe in and, and tell you if I'm. But. People ask on a daily basis, what do you use? You, you know, like they want the list, what everything. Whatever it is. What do you eat? What do you use and for then your skin? Then what do you And then when I finally tell them, and maybe because they've asked so much, I've finally linked up with the brand that I use because it makes a good, that makes sense for a partnership. Then they hate on you. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but but it's it's all it's all good. But that that is my, that's my little tiff with the no. world and <laughs> trying to well, figure that out. So my... I feel like when the influencer things started and brands started to see, this is a great way for us to get our brands in front of people. These people have followings. People are wanting, loving them, want content from them, are asking these things. So we are going to pay them to then choose our things. So I think it got tricky early on. Where I see most of it these days is, well, the people I follow and my friends that do get paid to post things that they mostly have now found oh, this doesn't work for anybody if I'm just saying yes to everything's like, oh, cool. Yeah. At first, it might have started with a lot of people like saying, sure, give me money. I'll post this. And then it, they then get too many companies that then they don't align. Like it ends up not working out. So where I feel like we are now is that when I see somebody promoting something, I usually trust them, whether That's it's good. sponsored or not, because mm-hmm. it's like evolved in a way that I've also seen like influencers like burn out. Like mm-hmm. it's hard work. To post about something. It's, it's hard, hard work to work. take a nice picture. It's hard work to try to make it fit your feed. I tried. I was like, 
oh, I'm a mom. Maybe I'll try to be like a mom influencer. <laughs> it took me like three hours to get one shitty photo. Yep. Yeah. No, I I hear you on that. <laughs> it's like, but oh. I've gotten free tortilla chips. <laughs> From C- thank you, Siete. I love Siete. For <laughs> allowing me to pitch you and sending me a lot of. <laughs> They're so. <laughs> good it is, but I'm like, I like yes. pitched that, like, I'm going to make a recipe rather than it. It took me so much work oh, to man. like get, like, one thing I was like, not for me. Well, and that's the thing. I think that people think that it's so easy, but you can also tell the difference between somebody who's given it a shot, like to really translate, like, that this brand is something I use and works for me versus like people that are still, I mean, I, if I find the right to- teeth whitener, then maybe I will share, but like, I'm not doing the teeth whitening post anymore and I'm not doing the shake post that n- I never did. But like for me using a collagen, that's a great one for me. I use yeah. it on a daily basis. And, and if I want to share about, you know, anyway, I don't know how we got here, but yeah. this is one of my favorite things ever. No, but I was just saying, no, I was just really, why, didn't, why did I not pick those up? Yeah, but I've just basically I'm saying and for people out there listening that generally if you're following someone that you do love and feel like you trust, if they are getting paid to post something, also realize like most people have made then a career that they have given up a lot of other things to realize, okay, this is what I can do. And that lots of their days are blocked out to sometimes professional photo shoots to this, to that, like it's like a big deal. And so they are getting paid money, but they're actually like getting work and that, yeah, most people... Pretty much, yeah, it's like if you're following them, you like them, you can see that this is a real thing. They are getting money from this company, but because they believe in the product and that they would use it. So double tap that photo. So it's like not <laughs> a big deal whether they're getting paid for something or not and they're telling you that they love it. Like awesome that they get paid for it. That means you could possibly too. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> Don't hate on people getting money because you just wish you were getting paid money to share. I things. love it. Keep going for that momfluencer. You've got this. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Maybe it's not in another easy. five years or whatever. I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, that's not for me. <laughs> Podcast. It's gonna be a winner. But even my social media platform, I changed, you know, I changed my name. It was being Trisha and it was more personal stuff too. I would share kids. I would share some food stuff. I did share the mental insights. I was, maybe I'll try being an influencer. Maybe I'll try sharing mom stuff. Uh, and I just myself got into a position of what do I post today? What sh- and I don't like to use the word should, right? I transform it to want, but I definitely was like feeling like, oh, I should post and what should I post and what's the thing? And so I had to get back to like, People might be following me for this. People might have started to follow me from years ago when I worked with Jason Mraz and then I made lots of green smoothies. So I still have some people that like even think I'm vegan and are following me for vegan recipes because there was a wellness is a big part of me. So in the who am I trying to please? What am I trying to do? I then had to get to like, well, what do I most want to share? And what I mostly want to share are my mindset insights and different thoughts. And then I also reclaimed, I started as being Trisha before Instagram was really a thing. I used it for filters and I just used being Trisha. When I started my product line, I chose Your Joyologist because that has been my brand brand and website for even before I had products. I was like, so anyway, it was just an easy like, you know what? No, this account is Your Joyologist. The products are Your Joyologist shop. And it also actually made me take more ownership of everything I had built because the Own Your Awesome app is by Your Joyologist. My product line is Your Joyologist. These words were written by Your Joyologist. When I wrote a quote, I put Your Joyologist, never Trisha Huffman or being Trisha. And so then I had to be like, oh, hey, Trisha, you're Your Joyologist. You need to take ownership for all of these things that you're creating <laughs> and putting Your Joyologist on. 
And so then again, in everything now that's in my feed, I no longer feel like when should I post or what should I post or have any of those feelings because I'm just now more aligned with this is who I am. This is the purpose of this account and that I'm always aligned. That's good. Some days I don't post for four <laughs> days. Sometimes I post twice in what a day. What do you want to post? I like that. Yeah. Because that's hard. I, I, deal, I definitely juggle with that. Like some days it's like, so and so posted twice. So and so, or just yeah, like, and then and then some days I'm like, what should I post? And then those are the days that I think I end up being really quiet because I do ask myself. And the other day, good. I, I think yeah, something. like it's like it's okay to be quiet. Who cares about the yeah. fucking algorithm? Yeah, no, I if that's annoying because <laughs> it can be like, well, I had not post. What does that mean? Am I yeah. gonna lose it over? I'm just like, whatever. You know what? I don't know what to say, or I'm in a different space, so I'm not posting. Yeah. Some days I do a lot of Instagram stories. Sometimes I don't do much you for don't a week. Show up. Yeah, but and that's okay because I just want to be genuine. I did post um, most days anyway. Some days you do have a little bit more of an agenda. I'll just be honest. Yeah, like, you have a you have something. Yeah, well, yeah, a commitment. Me, yeah, or just like yeah, whether it's you have oh I agreed that I would post this on yeah. this day or like me in my own commitment. I'm committed to making I am call bullshit videos on yes, Wednesday. So on Wednesday go. I got to post that, and then I'm gonna make it an IGTV thing on this. So like. There are some things and sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Wednesday and I haven't recorded anything yet. So I got to get out of my own way and things to do, do something. <laughs> but it's again, though, because it's a why it's not I should do that. But I made this commitment. Why did I make this commitment? Because I want to make this bigger difference so I can always take the should back into turning it into a want. I'm going to I'm going to start t- embracing that because it was it was a couple weeks ago. It was like a it was like a Friday afternoon and I knew uh, this won't do very well. People are busy Friday afternoons. My posts just aren't seen or whatever. But I was like, I really like this picture and I'm feeling this, this today. And I sat there and was like, so why am I posting this? <laughs> I actually wrote that in my Instagram. I was like, so I don't know why I'm posting this, I, but I wanted to let you guys know that I just sat here and wondered if I should even post this, but I just wanted to post it because it feels joyful and zesty and like, that's how I feel today. And I just want to share. So anyway, I don't know. I think that the the moral of that one is just to even get at it. Like for me, I'm I'm catching on to something that I really really love about your just embracing the what do you I want to do versus what I should do. Um kind of mindset when it comes to certain things like that. Yeah, and that's what, you know, it's again like sometimes it's not like sometimes like I said it's transforming a should into a want. So if you are like, "Oh, totally. I should post today." Oh, but that doesn't feel it. Well, like, what do I want? You know, like, I feel connected to my community and these people support me when I post. So I do want to post. So what do I like? And then you're like from a different energy of like, oh, what do I want to post? Well, I'm grateful I have those people. So I have a, you know, it could be something like shifting that way. I just want to say hi. You know, it's like if it's that sort of thing. So like seeing, well, why do I feel like I should? Then it's that. Like, yeah. Then it get it shifts your energy into a different space and then real stuff can come out. Or then the pressure of the heavy should energy. Uh (laughs) I feel like a lot of this, I'm so grateful just even sit on the couch with you because (laughs) for, because those are the things that I think that I've been really trying to figure out. Even like I said, with the people watching me, maybe following still from bachelor for my love life and just figuring out like, what is it that I'm supposed to, but at the same time, like, what do I want to share? What do I want people to, who do I want people to know me as type of thing? And um, I feel like it's very full circle to where I've, where my head space has been wandering lately. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, let's talk about it too. You said you were wondering to like do, think considering a rebrand. 
you not yeah. feel as connected to sweet and free life or I love sweet and free life, but I don't know if anybody understands it besides it being just like a holding space, like being a brand name and and I um and I mean, most people know me for my name, which I also now have a new last name. Right. And I'm starting to transition it into that. And I don't think that many people actually know me by my last name, but at the same time, there's a little bit of identity out there in like, you know, being somebody who's maybe, maybe people might know me for being Tenley Molzon, but I want to be Tenley Leopold. And you know, trying to like, do you switch your Instagram handle? Because I know. And um, don't you dare take Tunley Leopold. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we got some time before this got out. It's taken. <laughs> yeah, it's taken. <laughs> um, but anyway, so just like those things and being like, but I, I am my brand. But at the same time, sweet and free life, I can tell you what that meant to me at the time when Katrina and I were talking over it and I went with it was that I have this when when I went through the change of like I need to let go of the gluten and um, stuff like that that I could still enjoy the sweet things I loved and but have freedom in in the end like because I'm not going to feel sick but it also re- relates to even my lifestyle in the things that I've lived through I've gone through some some pain but there's always been this sweetness that has been a revival and given me even more freedom because I've learned so much from the past. So sweet and free life has a lot of meaning to me but it's not something that's a daily conversation. Um any advice? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, so I don't like to ever be like this is what I say and try to get you <laughs> to be like what your intuition is telling you. And what I'm hearing is that it seems like you're ready to make your website and your brand be your name. Yeah. But as much as Sweet and Free does express you and I immediately was like, oh, it's, yeah, Sweet it makes and Free. Sense. You are like one of the sweetest people I've <laughs> ever met in my life. I'm even like just running into you at Lofty for Aww. two minutes. You're just like, you are sweet. You can feel the freeness in yourself and then also with the gluten-free. Perfect. But yeah, and it's almost, you know, how I was talking about my switch, even though I went away from my name, sort of. Right. But I was taking ownership. And yeah. that by you making your name, then you're taking ownership and that this is what you've built. And yes, the wellness is part of it, but the lifestyle is part of it, that it's sort of you taking ownership of your full vision, life, brand, website. It's, I'm my brand. <laughs> yeah. It sounds weird to say out loud, but I know that I can talk about it in this space. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so. And that, that feels like there might be more flexibility and yeah. space in that for yeah. you. That well, it's not like you're leaving the wellness no. or sweet and free. It's just m- and more. Yeah. I just might figure out like a way to still incorporate because it has meaning to me deep down. But at the same time, like I said, doesn't get expressed or doesn't, I don't get to teach people what that means on a daily basis. So maybe it would even be shared more if it wasn't like, if it's my subtitle in a way. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Because it could, the website could be your name. And then when people go there, the header, it's like my sweet and free life or whatever. And then like talk about why that is or something. You can still like totally it. tie it in. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. No, thank you. I seriously, I pay like a million dollars at this point right now to get some of this wisdom because 
That's what, no. When I got here, wait. What did you say? So you I'm were not like feeling very confident in my business right now. You're Are like, we gonna I'm talk not, about that. You're like, I don't really feel confident. I was like, well, that's perfect. <laughs> Great. <laughs> talk help. It's like hopefully this conversation will help. <laughs> it, I, already, like I said, I'd pay so much money. My husband and I sit here, and he goes in circles. Like he, like I've tried to defend sweet and free life, but for some reason, I felt the need to defend it. Maybe I just haven't been like here yet, but then. It's just gone in circles. Like he will be, he is the sweetest man and he is so brilliant and he is very well business-minded and so creative. But I'm like, you're not listening to well, me. nobody can give you your answer, Tenley. <laughs> well, you just Even did. me. But I didn't. You basically said it. I did kind of say it, didn't <laughs> you're, I? You were expressing it. Yeah, no. And so then going through the rebrand, though, is terrifying. Like nobody, but but at it's the same fine. time. It's no big deal. Who, it's there's fine. Probably, you're fine. You won't need, remember it I need six to months remember, from now. I, exactly. I need to remember that I'm enough when I say what I'm about to say. But there's probably like 10 people that actually have their eye on exactly what I'm doing. And then the day that I actually get to celebrate, like, guys, I'm rebranding myself as Tenley Leopold and still living this sweet and free life, that that day will be very, very exciting in its own. And everybody else will be like, yay, you did what? That's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. I didn't nobody even cares. know. Right. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's me. It's, it's me. I'm like, I'm saying nobody cares yeah. because I've gone through this. I just yes. rebuilt my website. I launched my app. I'm like, exactly. And you're like, where are all my applause? Where's the everybody? applause? I'm Beyonce. <laughs> I'm trying. But no, but it's like, I'm saying nobody cares. But like people do care, but nobody ever cares as much as us. It's and that true. what I'm able to see is that I'm like, wait, so again, like I would be like, I can't believe nobody even like can, hello, I just redesigned my website. It's beautiful. And it's hello, hard work. I've you done want, this. Yeah. Hello. And that I want to be acknowledged. Yes, I want that too. <laughs> we as humans want to be acknowledged. We want to be seen. Uh-huh. We want to be loved. It's all like the deepest thing is like, love me, tell yeah. me. Affirm me. I need a yeah. affirmation. And that though, even if the person you most wanted to say that to you gave you the biggest affirmation and that unless you felt it for yourself it this doesn't mean so a damn true. fucking thing that is the truth <laughs> that is so darn so you're gonna be yes. sitting there waiting for your grand applause and you just need to give it to your fucking self i just need to be taking a bow <laughs> and just like yes 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 yeah so people do, do care it. out there i'm saying people care but i'm just saying from my oh. own experience we put so much weight into everyone please appreciate acknowledge me whether we want to admit it or not yeah. And be a little bit heartbroken and depressed about it. But what I was usually able to see is that it's more because even though I just did this big thing that I'm still second guessing myself or I'm still saying, but I didn't do that other thing yet, or I'm still comparing myself to other people that are out there. I just rebuilt my website and it's beautiful, but I didn't pay $20,000 to have the coolest person ever do it. Like so-and-so did. It's overwhelming. (laughs) Or just, you know what I mean? Like that I realized I wasn't feeling acknowledged enough because I wasn't taking proper credit and I was still stuck into and next or and comparison mode. Uh Aha. I think that's where I just need to move out of right now. You are enough. I am enough. Thank you. (laughs) This one called out to me. But it's never ending. It is never ending because I'm human. Yeah. And so that's (laughs) what the point of like this podcast is and talking about all these sorts of things is to get that we all have these thoughts and get trapped into these things and to like just see, oh, it's me to pay attention to those thoughts. Oh, that's something I'm saying or I'm waiting for someone to acknowledge me. I'm waiting for someone to appreciate me. What about if I claim that for myself? 
Claim it. Claim it. <laughs> I'm going to claim it. <sighs> All right. I'm That's like, good. <laughs> is there anything else? Like, how did you get to, was your journey then in finding your. My sweet man. For real <laughs> love. Did he give you red roses? Uh, no, and still hasn't, <laughs> thankfully. I'm okay with that. I'm like, I was like, I wasn't sure he could go that route of like, oh, oh no. Oh, but what's so funny is I remember in the beginning, he kind of, I remember him. I think this did he even know you flowers no but he did ask so what's your favorite kind of flowers and I was like white roses pink roses anything but maybe he has given me red roses I can't yeah I think I don't know um anyway but meeting him no he didn't know me it was through I'm gonna tell this in the shortest way there is a long story you can read it somewhere else probably but um just through a mutual friend and um the the guy just came up to me and was like, you really need to meet this guy. They had met once, um, the two of them, or maybe Pat crossed paths a few times, but they were like in a Bible study together and the two guys had been in the same, like, I don't know, group or something that night. And then I ran into this friend and he said, you need to meet this guy. And I was like, no, thanks. I'm not looking to be set up right now. So he said that? Or you I said, said that? that. I said that to the friend that wanted to let's call him more of an acquaintance. Like we really both weren't very deep in just these people were just like, yep. And he's, people. yep. You two people need <laughs> I to don't know exactly. you people. <laughs> and so long story short, after continuing to say, no, thank you. No, thank you. I, I'm good with, I don't want to be set up. I eventually did get, give permission to say like, yeah, you can give him my phone number. It was after a couple of mimosas watching some football on a Sunday. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, why not? And um, and so then Taylor, my husband, he reached out to me like as soon as he got the permission to. Um, he had looked, he did kind of look at my Instagram. He didn't know what bachelor, I don't know what I had like in my profile, but it's mentioned something like maybe bachelor veteran or bachelor something. Now I think I just had batch fam or something like that. But um, he didn't know what that meant. And he was like, she's a vet. But he was was like, okay, this person. So he kind of looked through, scrolled some photos and there weren't any photos to scroll of him out there. So I didn't know what I was getting into. Met him for coffee at Lofty. um, And then Sneedis the OG. And (laughs) um, and at 2 p.m. on a Friday. Because I was like just not thinking much of this time together or that it would go very far. And um, hours went by. And he was like, please go to dinner with me. Let me take you to dinner. Because he would originally asked if he could take me to dinner. And I was like, nope, coffee's my style. And felt safe. All the lofty people knew me. (laughs) So so I just felt safe. And then, um, yeah, five hours went by. And I had some plans with a girlfriend. And um, so that was our first date. And he was just – he he called quickly later, like, I can't wait to see you. So um, I'm going to take you out on Sunday. It was basically like amazing, just pursual. And um, I think I'd always been dreaming of truly being chased. Because if you think about it, putting yourself in the bachelor circumstance. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, I wanted to hear your story, but I also wanted to know more like how you felt with like love so and like that journey that after out. going on those shows. And then in between time you had... So relationships. Yeah, I, I've had I had some big relationships. Somewhat public. Public, yeah. yeah. I was like trying to remember if I was remembering things. Right. Yep, you're remembering it right. Um and And so when you were saying you were hesitant to meet up to where were you in that spot with like At that point I'd been single for two years. I had actually kind of like 
dated or put myself in um, position of like relationship, but wasn't like in a, any committed relationships. And even prior to meeting Taylor, um, had kind of started uh, a relationship of sorts. And I don't know what you want to call it. It, but with somebody who went on to become The Bachelor. And that was like heartbreaking. But at the same time, Wait, he kept me very, know? very, yes, he kept me very, very involved in the whole process. And, um, but like, wait, how, did you meet him through somehow? We met bachelor? each other through, um, at a tell all type thing for the guys. It was when I was promoting Paradise and I had just oh, been on okay. the season of Paradise with a whole bunch of friends with this guy. So met this guy, this other guy. Um, who ended up becoming The Bachelor. And and we we had just a fun, like, summer of really good, deep, conver- intentional conversations that were, were headed in one way if he wasn't going to be The Bachelor. And Got it. So he didn't know. He was, like, in the running He told me everything. So he was very transparent. But a lot of the those characteristics definitely led me to, like, all right, okay, the, that's that's a solid kind of guy and still have a lot of respect for him today. But he's definitely not everything that my husband is, but it helped me like start to really think of. So anyway, by the time I met Taylor, two years of really, truly being detached, like without a committed relationship. And I was so content in this space. I don't know how I thought I was going to meet somebody if I was like saying, no, yeah, I don't I really like, want to yeah, be you're set up for two years. Yeah. And that's what I was like. I was desiring to have a relationship, but I don't know what I was expecting. I think I just was starting to just be okay. Hey, and kind of enjoying that who I'd learned for myself to be kind of that again, every, I think when you go through a breakup, you kind of build yourself back up yeah. again. You learn who you are independently. And sometimes you get into this really, really healthy state. And I was also just like loving that confidence and independence. Yes. I my thing going. Yes. Everything was actually so balanced in my life. And then, um, yeah, in that first moment that I met Taylor, though, I was like, yep, there, there, goes my, there goes my world. And he still to this day has never seen my shows. Um, maybe someday, but like, I think maybe a couple more years ago. <laughs> I just think about it as curious as he is to see this, the girl that I talk about from that many years ago that was started right. out so broken and so naive. And then, and then maybe each season kind of got a little bit. Is it that you don't want him to watch or he's like just sort of like I don't want for your like he's not like I want to watch and you're like no but he's just sort of like I think we're both about in the same place right now. I'd be okay with him watching it and he'd be okay with watching it but at the same time I I'm still not ready to watch if if there were film videos of him and his exes I wouldn't want it. I mean right especially cuz you made it to the yeah, end. It's not but, just I mean, like the first. But with The Bachelor and maybe Bachelor in Paradise, I feel like I'd be okay with him watching those um, because those relationships really didn't go outside of the shows. But then The Bachelor Pad, I did have a relationship that came out like of that for several years to follow. Okay. That's that, okay. I yes. d- didn't realize that started on a show. I just knew you were both. Kind of. And so, but but because of that, it, it would probably there there are highlighted moments of that relationship and just be like, yeah, that one was a big piece. I just don't want to watch no, him I and his relationship. No, yeah, because I was like, yeah, it's like even though you're like kind of want to show him like this history of Tenley, I do kind of like show whatever. Him but then like yeah, then it's also like a weird <laughs> watching yes your make love out scenes in love with someone else and being courted yes. <laughs> like around like, yes in beautiful locations right and stuff. like. 
babe, why can't you get me a helicopter? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't need that stuff. And it's just so funny. But but with like with the first, I think that I do, I think I am ready for him to see because because he knows me now and because he loves me and can almost as unconditionally as he possibly can as a human being, that I feel that he would be proud to see that girl and who I am today. Aww. I'm like, I, I want to go back and watch it. I know. Well, it, I think sometimes I want to. And I really haven't. Well, one time I was visiting Emily Potter up in when she lived in Idaho, my business, one of my business partners. And she wanted to watch it. And so she had downloaded a few episodes. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I was so, like, so naive and so, like I said, broken. But at the same time, I was watching these pieces build back up and become become a, a woman and yeah. starting to It's kind of cool you have path. that recorded history. Like, I do. Flashback. On. Anyway, so. <laughs> Did you have, like, were you at ever felt like you were, like, mistrusting of love? From the divorce and then For being sure. on not being chosen. I think there was a lot of healing that had to be done uh within me and um and deep stuff that I and and counseling helped and then also kind of shedding I think some relationships that I were was in too as as they were I don't know how to say it where what I was trying to say, but maybe they weren't always healthy. I think having and kind of looking back and looking into those things and seeing that that when I became single for a while and looking into those things, I think I learned things about myself that uh, that helped me see what I I wanted and needed to learn how to trust or what I couldn't trust or what did what looked healthy to me and what I would want to hold my standards to for the one that I would marry. And not saying that I hold Taylor to these standards, but he he brings them to the table himself. Like he is, he is this man that is very transparent and, you know, just uh, generous. And I could keep gushing, but <laughs> um, I think that that is that I just had to go back and and look at look at the past too a little bit to to relearn some trust and what w- what looked healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we all need to learn more about, I mean, we're all constantly evolving as humans. Yes. But that, yeah, it's like so often, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting married young. It just depends on how in tune with who you are sure. and evolved and, and that you, you can be young. Too. And, yeah, it's like you can totally, I think, be young and stay married. It's just, yeah, that and that commitment and openness and I've seen a lot together. of people do it. Um my parents even, and they're still married, Taylor's parents, my sister and her husband and a lot of friends. But at the same time, like um, my road was a little bit different and as heartbreaking and as sad as I was that that came to an end at that time, I couldn't be more grateful for everything that it, the road that it it led me down um, and, and who I am today and now what I have in my life. Awesome. All right. I'm going to ask you now. We sort of already talked about it, but I've had every guest pick a keychain from my line. And I say to not necessarily pick the phrase you like the most, but the phrase that you feel like you need to see the most. And you chose. I am enough. And we already sort of touched <laughs> on that throughout the conversation. But do you want to say anything more about why you chose that to be your constant reminder? I just think that 
yeah, we've talked about it quite a bit, but I think it's just a reminder that when, especially in this age of comparison or that I can't keep up or just like all the things that I have my hands in the pot with and everything and just, and just trying to manage the things and and keeping up with the keeping up is um, (laughs) that I am enough, that I am doing the best that I can. And I think that this is something that I could have chosen any of the other ones, but I think that this is the one that I've truly struggled to believe the most or struggled to believe truly in a hundred percent. So I felt like that was the one I was supposed to choose. So I can start to believe it and act it and live it in all aspects. Yes. And that is, it's sometimes it's like what your version of enough is today or in this moment can vary from tomorrow. It's just like, oh, I didn't get enough done because I normally do all this. And like, but you know what? I am enough right now. Or what I did today is enough. Or what I said is enough. But it's also like what already happened because we can also get stuck not just with shoulds, but the should haves. I should have done this or whatever. And I'm like, okay. It's also in that sort of just like an easy sentence. I am enough. I've done enough. I said enough. <laughs> Some days I feel like I could do better. But of course we all can, but it's like, it's already done. Or it's like, we need to rest. We need to recover. Yes. It's like, and doing whatever your best is like do your best every day. But that doesn't mean like your best looks different every day. It's not like you have to chart your best. And I didn't hit this best today. So I didn't do my best because this is my best I've ever done. Mm. So I have to do that every day. It's like our best looks different Whoa. every day for yeah. each of us. Yeah. So. I am enough. I guess that's another one thing to call bullshit on. Ooh, write that one <laughs> down. Do doing your best. Doing your best every day. Write that down. <laughs> Adding to my Google Doc. For yes, I like it. What is a go-to to raise your joy levels on a day where you might not be feeling it or you have an obligation or a meeting or something, you're not feeling so great? Something to boost your joy. It could be anything. Going to Lofty, taking a walk, oh, calling a friend. <laughs> Gratitude. I think for me, turn, turning my perspective on a day that I'm not feeling so, so with it. And and my faith is huge too, but like, I think that it's always kind of turning it to gratitude and praise in a way of like, just saying like, look at this, <laughs> you know? And, and do you like stop and like think of three things or you just, when you find yourself in a moment of like a funkiness then just be like, okay, what can I be grateful for? Sometimes it's, it, it can go both ways. It sometimes depends on like, if I'm feeling very reflective, like if I really need to sit down and actually write something out or like be very um, intentional about listing things. But most of the time it's kind of in the moment and just turning the perspective. And, um, and then of course lofty and of course going for a run at the beach and of course like <laughs> just spoil myself with all the things I love and that feed feed me um, into my circle of life. <laughs> What's another thing though, that feeds you? You said lofty going for oh. a but Yeah. What, it seems like you're like thinking of something. Oh, I'm thinking of like so a, many things. Like a special treat or like. Well, lofty is always my special treat. What do you get? I get a long black. Nope. I get the same thing every single day. A long, And I've tried to break up with it a million times and then <laughs> decided that I wasn't going to. So I get a long black with vanilla. They make their own vanilla there. So that's the only reason Ooh. I get it. Um, with a splash of almond milk, which they as well make for them, themselves there as well. So that is my, that is my almost daily treat. Um, I'd say even just looking for an adventure, but I, I know it's, it's kind of crazy or silly, but, um, or it sounds like I have high expectations, but it's often that I'm like to my husband, can we plan an adventure when I'm maybe feeling a little bit lower? 
Um, and just like, and is that, does the planning adventure mean like a vacation or even like, like going to just a plan? Yeah. Just a plan for the weekend. Yeah. Just a car trip out somewhere, planning a beach day or something to me, that is adventure. Just kind of that, that giving me something to look forward to. Getting like outside of the regular everyday and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. That's very big for me. (laughs) Um, okay. I, something I wrote on my Instagram a, a couple weeks ago or months ago that I now have been constantly thinking about and asking other people is it was what is easiest for me is not always what is best for me. (laughs) And I've been asking everyone if they can see a way that they can apply that in their own life. What is easiest for you is not always what is best for you. Maybe even just my daily routine. I've been so what is easiest for you is your daily routine, but it might not be what is best right. for you. Right. Okay. Uh, like I've, I've, want, I've been really trying to step it up to, because I guess maybe working from home. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's the, maybe something that needs to change is getting another space to go ahead and get stuff done. So, because this is so easy that I can kind of create, I've created this daily routine, but I have my intentions and expectations are higher and greater, but it doesn't always happen because I have the distractions of my home environment. Um, and I can easily find myself uh, procrastinating on other tasks that aren't getting me to where at the end of the day I'm going, that's a, that was an epic day. I'm so proud of myself. So I think that's more of the answer. Does that make sense? Totally. I totally understand that. It's very easy to just... I yeah, work well, from home. Work, I have why, space. I mean, that's why I'm asking because it's usually like, well, this is working or this does it work. Works. This is easy, but it's like maybe it's not actually what's best. Yeah, though. I feel like whether it's something. yeah choosing a location that or whether it's renting an office space or just like choosing a like getting out of like every day I have to be out of the house by this yeah. to this time and I go work somewhere that it's like that you might actually be more productive that way. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's an we're getting a lot covered. One. I'm like, we're getting a lot covered. In oh, no, we're going to have it. Totally. I'm like tomorrow. I'm like a whole new person. <laughs> not, not tomorrow. I, I believe in like the very next second. I don't have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> right now, you yeah, are right a very now, new I person. I am a brand new person. I have a brand new business. <laughs> All right. And the podcast is called Claim It. And so the last question is, what are you claiming for yourself right now? Just talk about so much. What am I going to claim? Um, <laughs> that I I'm gonna claim that I am enough. <laughs> I was like suggestively glancing down at her oh, chain, like maybe that's your like, answer. There's so many things I claim right now, but I am enough. I claim that I am. If that's, enough. I don't want to pressure you into claiming that. I was just no, suggesting. that's right. Okay. That's definitely like uh, let's claim it. Let's claim it. <laughs> Say it again. I am enough. And one more time. I am enough. There we go. Like Oprah style. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Sorry for those ears out there that just oh. got my Oprah voice. <laughs> or my Oprah voice. No need to apologize, okay. Kenley. You are enough. And you don't I need to enough. apologize for being who you are. <laughs> you just hear, the, hear, hear that voice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. Thank you. This has been a really fun conversation. And I do hope you got some good nuggets from it yourself and that you guys listening were able to apply a lot of those things to yourself. I feel like I can. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) And thanks for the yummy treats. Of course. All right. At the time of this podcast going live, Tenley has still kept her website 
sweetandfreelife.com. And on Instagram, her last name, she's still at Tenley Molzon. But I have word that she is currently in the process of officially changing her last name to Leopold and then shifting to that, which I think is very cool because it seemed like that's really what she wanted. So hope you guys learned some good stuff, had some good insights from this episode. Again, I thought her little her journey with um, The Bachelor was super cool knowing more about that. To find more about her, like I said, Sweet and Free Life at Tenley Molzon on Instagram. To find me, yourdryologist.com. I'm at yourdryologist on Instagram. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, leave a review. That means something. It means more people get the opportunity to see and hear the podcast, but also like it really means something to me. (laughs) Reading your guys' reviews is my favorite thing ever. And also seeing your shout outs on Instagram when you share the episodes. I love that so, so, so much. And as a thank you, if you screenshot me your review and email it to me, yourdryologist at yourdryologist.com. You're entered to win a box full of goodies from my product line. Yep, I have that keychains that I have everyone pick, affirmation deck, journals, mugs, magnets, so many good things to empower, empower you and inspire you and remind you to own your awesome. So please rate, subscribe, leave a review. I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. And thank you so much for listening. Let me know that you're listening. I love hearing from you. All right, so go have an awesome day and own your personal, unique awesomeness. Yes.